Welcome to Booked, the Warmed and Bound Sessions. I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Warmed and Bound is an anthology published by Velvet Press, consisting of just under 40 short stories, all by authors who are members of or involved in the Velvet, which is an online community of authors and fans of the trio Will Christopher Bear, Craig Clevenger, and Stephen Graham Jones. Warmed and Bound was released on Friday, July 22nd. Edward J. Rathke is a wanderer. He has appeared in Gray Sparrow Press, Absent Willow Review, Foundling Review, and Bartleby Snopes. Edward was nice enough to take some time out of his day to come and talk to us about his story that appears in Warmed and Bound. Edward, thanks for coming on uh, to talk with us. We're really glad we could have you. Uh, glad to be here. Edward, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about Tree of Life? Uh, sure. It's uh, kind of an apocalyptic romance, I suppose you could call it. Uh, it kind of takes place in two different time periods, kind of post sort of a cataclysmic event and then just before that as well. And uh, yeah, it's uh, about infidelity and society's collapse, I guess. What was your what was your inspiration for writing this story? Uh, I wish I had a good answer for that. Um, <laughs> at the time, I was just kind of randomly writing a lot of kind of apocalyptic stories. I think kind of that whole fad of those stories was happening around that time. And when I, uh, when I run into things like that, I always wonder if I can do it too, which is maybe not a good reason to do it, but it's why I do most things. So uh, I... I was writing a lot of these stories, and then this particular image got stuck in my head, and uh, it kind of stuck there for a few weeks, which was uh, the sky being on fire, which is, I think, a pretty interesting kind of vision. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, kind of sat around at the back of my head for a few weeks, and then I think right before... I know I was at my parents' house when I wrote it, so it was right around Christmas, I think, uh, 2009, maybe. And uh, I just kind of sat down and wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it, and I don't know if I'm going to use the right word, but it feels a bit surreal or unreal. Um, is that typical for the way that you write? Uh, I would say so, yes. Um, if I have to kind of corner myself into some type of writer, if I want to use those words, I'd say I'm more of a magic realist, maybe, or surrealist. Yeah, I just kind of, I'm really interested in kind of where, how reality can bend and things like that. And because the world that we live in, I feel is kind of, it has this very ethereal and, uh, unreal quality to it even the most mundane and everyday activities and uh i guess that's a lot of what my fiction tries to explore or exploit maybe <laughs> um tell us a little bit about how you became involved with the velvet um it's funny thinking about it because i've been there way longer than i thought possible uh, I think I've been there for like three years, and I had read Wilkes Rebear, uh, Craig Clevenger, and Stephen Graham Jones 
uh, before I joined, but probably two years before I joined, and I was a fan. I knew about the website, but I always had kind of a there's a stigma, you know, about internet forums, and I always thought they were kind of for weirdos and recluses, which I think often is it's what a lot of people probably think about it. Hmm. And uh, I, I had my wisdom teeth taken out that week. So it was probably like 19 or 20, I think. And uh, I just signed up kind of in delirium and uh, started posting. And then I got to know some of the guys and gals and talking to them and interacting with them and interacting with people like uh, Stephen Graham Jones and just how cool that is and how nice and down-to-earth he is. Yeah, I just kind of stuck around almost accidentally. <laughs> and uh, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, actually, if we could just jump back to uh, your writing style in general, one thing I wanted to ask was... Um, are there examples of authors that have something similar that you read a lot, or is this something that you just kind of take on your own without influence? Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's something I, I think now I read a lot more of those authors, but when it came, when I started writing, I think it's because uh, when I was much younger, like, uh, when, I don't know, adolescent slash before, I read a I was really into Lord of the Rings. Love Lord of the Rings. How can you not when you're 12 <laughs> or um, And so that kind of like fantastic quality really got into me, I guess, at a young age. And then, um, but primarily what I've read up until pretty recently is uh, basically just straight literature. And uh, like I really impacted, I'd say, most by the modernist writers and uh, pre-modernist Russian writers, which, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how uh, magic real that gets or how surreal they really are. Probably they're not really. But so I think it's a kind of a combination of those things, of just having that kind of a foundation in a fantastic kind of element and then being very uh, like classic Western canon literature oriented. And uh, I love cartoons. It's actually probably really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really love cartoons. I've always used to watch cartoons all the time. And I still watch cartoons more than I watch like uh, real people shows. So maybe it's just because of cartoons. <laughs> that's perfectly fine too <laughs> short answer is I like cartoons <laughs> okay, you're currently living in South Korea how has that influenced your writing or has it at all I mean, living in a culture that's so different from you know from your origins yeah uh, it's hard to say um, I think what's impacted my writing the most over the last year is just having more time to write. I graduated university uh, just over a year ago, and I didn't have a job, so I was just kind of hanging out. And I started, well, like, since um, between September of 2010, the first week of September 2010, 
in the first week of January 2011, I wrote four novels. So I, I think just like having a lot of time to myself and not having to do schoolwork or any other kind of like distracting work, I was just able to uh, really kind of write a lot more. And I think maybe how South Korea specifically, like living here has influenced me as a writer. Maybe, uh, I'm not sure. I've, the, well, the, the most recent one that I wrote back in January uh, kind of has to do a lot with, um, I guess, isolation within a familiar place, even though this isn't a familiar place, but like it kind of, you draw on your experiences back home of cities that you know, and then I think trying to come to terms with living in a place that is so unfamiliar where you do not speak the language and you do not know anyone. I think those kind of juxtaposed uh, realities are kind of what's coming out now. So what brought you to Korea, South Korea? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that. I don't really have a good answer for why I do most things in life. But, um, I mean, I was kind of planning, even before I graduated university, on uh, teaching abroad. I spent a year in university in Ireland, and I just I found, like most people, that I really enjoy traveling. So I kind of just thought maybe I could scam my way into doing that for a few more years by teaching English around the world. And uh, I sent some applications out to various countries. And South Korea, the school that I work at now, they uh, contacted me within like a week of me sending out my resume. So I was sure, I'll go to Korea. Why not? <laughs> I, I really like in movies and culture stuff too. So I mean, it wasn't like I was completely unfamiliar with what I was getting into, but definitely been a uh, an interesting time. You said you've written four novels. Um, in what stages are those? Uh, so, I suppose they're complete. Um, yeah, they're complete. I guess. Uh, I was, I, earlier in the summer, I sent the first one that I wrote out to, I think, five agencies for representation, but then I kind of just stopped doing that. Um, I'm kind of a lazy uh, writer in terms of trying to publish things. Mostly because that, that side of writing, it kind of just wears me out and it's it's a hassle. And I'd rather just kind of like, uh, you know, have one of those nice relationships with like an editor or something where I just hand him or her a bunch of pages and they sort out what's good and publish it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen to be the case. So, yeah, I have some novels sitting around. Uh, like a hundred short stories and sometimes when I'm feeling more proactive I, I I write a few emails but usually I just kind of sit on them <laughs> which is not the right 
you know, way to get yourself known and recognized out there, apparently. So I'm sure there's a lot of writers that are hoping to write one novel so that they can spend, you know, a lot of time trying trying to get it published. So yeah. I guess if it's really the craft that you're after, then I guess once it's written, it's written and that part that part can be done. Yeah, and that's kind of and like going like going back to writing the one novel, like last summer I had kind of convinced because I had tried before and it just never worked out to to write a novel, I mean. And I just kind of convinced myself and became very content with the idea that I would always just be someone who wrote short stories and I never planned on trying to write another novel. And then just this brand, I was watching, a, what was that HBO show with all the gangsters on last year? Um, Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. I, I watched one of those episodes and I went back up to my room afterwards and i was just kind of sitting in bed and i was just like in my head joking and i was like i bet i could write a novel by friday <laughs> and like i didn't really think much about it and then the next morning i started writing and i finished it uh friday afternoon so that's yeah. that's the uh stephen graham jones school of writing there i think <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's what's funny is, like, uh, after I did that, I realized that the reason it wasn't working before writing novels was uh, I was letting myself take too much time because I've, like, I've written four novels, and each one, the longest one was over a total of nine days. So it's like I just I realized that I just need to kind of start pounding on the keyboard and... Uh, going as fast as I can until I stop thinking about it and just the words kind of pile up by themselves and then a few days later there's a novel sitting there ready to uh, be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time we looked at the numbers on Barnes & Noble, I think Warmed and Bound was around number seven on their list of uh, sellers. So how does that fall in line with what you expected from like first day second day sales for it that is like absolutely mind-boggling um when we initially were talking about this and i kind of threw my name into uh you know that i submit a story for it i we, i think most of us really thought it was just going to be you know kind of a, a thing that we did for ourselves without any like real hopes of you know, money or fame or, you know, anything like that. Just kind of, we wanted to pull something together, like a nice product, do the, give it, like, you know, give the best product we could give. But we, I don't think anyone had any real expectations of it going anywhere. So, like, I woke up this morning and uh, at Right Club, everyone was kind of posting, had already posted that stuff because <laughs> it, when it's what, Friday afternoon there is, like, my, I'm usually asleep here or whatever. But, like, I woke up and I was like, what? Like, this, <laughs> this like, I'm in that. <laughs> like, people are going to actually read something that I wrote, or more than, like, 100 people anyway. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's just kind of, I can't even really wrap my head around it. It's not real to me. You tell us a little bit about what you're currently working on. Um, 
Like I, I'm kind of a really uh, lazy writer too, in that I, I don't write most of the year, um, because well, I, summer I think is just too hot to write. I think it's terrible. How people can do things in the summer is beyond me. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really working on anything at the moment. I mean, I have. It's mostly what I should, what I you know planned on doing was trying to really sell some of these novels, but I just I haven't done that either. But uh, Thunderdome, they have a, uh, or they're we're planning a kind of print anthology as well, which is going to be much different than Warmed and Bound. But I finally wrote my story for that today after putting it off for like two months. I guess that's the most recent thing I've done. If you had to choose one author that you'd like to see on Booked, who would it be? Uh, I I should have been thinking about this question beforehand, um, but I have not. Uh, I recently read Molly Godry's uh, verse novel, We Take Me Apart. So I think it'd be cool to uh, talk to her. She's doing some really cool things. She started a website called LitPub. She's kind of a uh, a site to promote uh, indie publications and kind of get the word out about a lot of writers that might not usually have a platform or like a, a real kind of people without a real marketing team behind them, which I feel like is kind of similar to what you guys are doing, kind of talking to indie authors, trying to spread the word about them. And... Uh, yeah, it might be really interesting to talk to her. She's a, she's a talented lady. Right, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to plug or mention that maybe we haven't? Yeah. It's, uh, how about, yeah, Warmed and Bound. It's great. Even, uh, I mean, I'm so excited about it, especially, you know, I think it's such a tribute to what we had, what we've made, that uh, even Steve Erickson, who is really like a, hero of mine in a lot of ways and uh he's really kind of the person who showed me that i could write the stories i wanted to write the way that i wanted to write them and to have his name attached to the book and to have him say such kind things about the book i think should be more than enough for anyone who is even on the fence of buying it to buy it a hundred times Uh, oh speaking of warmed about did you happen to watch that uh book trailer that gordon highland put together i did i thought that was uh it was pretty cool uh kind of caught me smiling here this morning uh yeah he's a i mean I, i knew that he did like video production but i think that's the first thing i've ever seen him do and i was like he was kind of talking about how it was just something silly that he did but i think it's sweet <laughs> yeah i think it's very sharp yeah got a groovy little beat too <laughs> okay so uh where can people get a hold of you and find your stuff my i i started a website uh i guess a long time ago it's edward j rathke dot wordpress dot com rathke is spelled r-a-t-h-k-e uh most of the stuff on there is probably super interesting because it's about things that i think about every day (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I also have uh, my publication listed and some some nice links on the sidebar to people who have uh, much more interesting things than me to say. And you know, sometimes maybe you will just like what the random thought or video or stupid picture that I posted that day or week. So I update it pretty regularly. I don't know. It's fun for me sometimes. We want to yeah. thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on to Booked and talk to us about your story in Warm to Mound. Uh, no problem. Thanks for uh, talking to me. Big thanks to Edward for coming on, but that's not all for this episode. Um, our intrepid correspondent from the Netherlands had a little bit to say about Edward, and here it is. Well, well, well. Mr. Madden thinks he's a funny doorknob, doesn't he? Subtitles on the podcast. Hilarious. And then Mr. Olsen, instead of calling him off, he laughs like he belongs to the dominant species of West Yorkshire. How about you clowns subtitled this? Eddie Rafke is naast mijn kleine broertje ook een van de meest interessante schrijvers die ik ooit heb gelezen. Een dichter zou ik zo zeggen, die vrij vers misschien iets te vrij heeft opgevat. Zijn verhaal Tree of Life kan ik in vier woorden samenvatten. De apocalypse in dichtvorm. Now how you like that lads? Don't make fun of my accent unless you speak Dutch as well as I speak English, alright? Can't do it? Alright, alrighty. Eddie Rafke is one of the most interesting writers I have ever read. A poet, I'd say, who has taken three words maybe a bit too far. His story tree of life can be summarized in four words. The apocalypse in poetry. Cheerio. Michael. And that was Malaz Corbier, Book's own Matt Damon, with his thoughts on Edward J. Rathke. Um, keep tuning into our episodes for more Malaz Minutes. We've got a few more coming up. And you can find Edward J. Rathke's story, The Tree of Life, in Warmed and Bound, which uh, was released on Friday, July 22nd, and is available on Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com. That wraps up another Warmed and Bound session for Booked. I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Come back tomorrow for another session.